thinking before acting and having good manners, not going off half-cocked to lashing out or being rude. I don't know. I, don't, I can't stop myself sometimes. My favorite term is going off half-cocked. Half-cocked. <laughs> That's, That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Half-cocked is prepared. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're almost there. Yeah. You know? No one's ever complained about someone being full-cocked. Go, 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 show Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar and I'm here with my co-host Katie Kazmir. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. It's our birthday. Hey, happy birthday to us. Yes. It is nine years. We are of, nine. Nine years of Hey You Know It. Almost a decade deep into this. Wow. This is, we're, we're heading into the, you know. Yeah, we started the show out and it was like, we don't know, maybe once a month. We don't know what, people are like, are you, are you guys doing a pod? Yeah, they're like, what is your pod? What is a pod about? Are you doing your radio show? Yes, your radio show. Radio show. But we switched it, and it turned out to be once a week. Yep. And then we we started that, I don't know when, maybe in the first year. Somewhere. Yeah, in the first year. So we were doing uh, every other week, and then we are like, you know what? It's too good. People <laughs> can't wait a fortnight. Yeah. Let's make sure to deliver this every Monday. And that's what we've been doing. We've been doing it every Monday. For the past nine years. Every Monday. Straight to your ears. Yeah, a new episode. Um, so I sometimes, I always think about, you know, hey, you know what? It's kind of like a friendly a little podcast, but really we're like a corporation. Yeah, oh, are we a corporation? Well, I mean, because we've been around for some time. And I was thinking, uh, you know, how would you wish a company, like, a good anniversary? All right. So I went online and I found these, uh, you know, it says congratulations on a company anniversary. And making congratulations to people is very important. So okay. you have to have the right thing to put into the card. Um, if a customer, supplier, business partner celebrates an anniversary, you can send a card, a letter, or at least an email with congratulations on the anniversary. Okay. So here are some slogans that they suggest, or not suggest, that go inside the card or the email. It takes 20 years to build a reputation and five years to ruin it. Happy anniversary. (laughs) These are serious. It seems that the word impossible has been and must remain deleted from your dictionary. Congratulations, Heike, on your business anniversary. Wow. It sounds like a threat, right? Maybe it's the way I read it. You deleted that word. <laughs> yes. Here's a, From and your lexicon. This is a pet peeve of mine. I can't stand the word nowadays. Okay. I think it comes from when I used to teach ESL, and it was in a lot of the textbooks, and all my students would use it. I'm like, no one says that, and you guys are like 14. You can't say nowadays. nowadays. You can only use that when you're 60 yeah. and above. Um, so nowadays, it is a sign of trust... And continuity when a company is celebrating an when a company is celebrating an anniversary, I therefore congratulate you warmly for this event. Ooh, sounds like an AI wrote that. Yeah, um, right. Look, so your company is, and I'll put in our age. Your company is now nine years old, but still very dynamic. Let us go on that way. Yes. These are not good things for a card. I think that, hey, you know, it is still dynamic after nine years. Even after nine continue. years. Let's continue. And then the, the last one I'll bring up. It is quite embarrassing how your company is facing new changes. What? I wish all the best for you, for the future of your company. 
And for all of your employees. That sounds like a... Happy anniversary. From a competitor. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's quite so, embarrassing. Like, an anniversary is not the time to bring up, like, you know, hey, you guys really screwed the pooch on this one. But, happy anniversary. Always got to be on your toes. Even when you think that you're celebrating a milestone, someone's yeah. out to get someone's you. Someone's out to get... So another podcast is out there gunning. You know, for the hey you know it. For the hey you know it. So yeah. but my favorite one is still, it takes 20 years to build a reputation, five minutes yes. to ruin it. Happy anniversary. <laughs> we, we have all the videos. Yes. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Yes. All right, what do you have? Okay. So what do we have here? How did birthday traditions really start? And I know we've gone over this kind of thing, but... Well, we looked at birthday traditions in different parts of the world. Right, right. And the genesis of some of the traditions that we have. Yeah. um, Let's see. We celebrate birthdays. The idea um, of celebrating the date of your birth is a pagan tradition, basically. Of course. Yes. Well, these have to be because they everything predates Christianity. It's not that old. Yeah. In fact, many Christians didn't celebrate birthdays historically because of the link to paganism. So mm-hmm. if you were a Christian, you were just like, nope. So they shouldn't have feast days either or anything, really, because yeah. they're all linked to paganism. Yes. Pagans thought that evil spirits lurked on days of major changes, like the day you turn a year older. Okay. And the ancient Greeks believed that each person had a spirit that attended his or her birth and kept watch. That's all right. Okay. I like that. That's kind of a good idea. The spirit had a mystic relation with the god on whose birthday the individual was born. Okay. So if you were born on the, um, like, the Venus's birthday, you had, a, you know, your spirit had a link to Venus. Okay. And that is your, and Venus yeah. is your kind of guardian. Yeah, yeah. Companion, okay. let's say. No, you have a different spirit. Mm-hmm. That watches over you, but has an in with Venus. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Has an in. Is down with. <laughs> yeah, you know, that kind of thing. And <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I can't remember if a Venus is Greek or Roman. I'm not sure. Whatever. Um, so why do we blow out the candles on a birthday cake? Well, I mean, so we can eat the cake. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's a bit weird. <laughs> Otherwise. Candles were a response to um, the evil spirits again. Who, okay. who come creeping around a when response there's major to. I'll show them. Uh, they shiny showed, candle. They showed up to communicate with the gods, um, a light in the darkness. Um, the All Germans right. credited the starting of a kid's birthday tradition in the 17, 1700s. They put candles on torts for Kinderfest. Okay. One for each year of life, along with extras to signify upcoming years. I so, like that. I didn't know that. That's yeah. where that tradition came from. Yeah. I I just know from you know a, lot of, a trope that you see a lot when you're a kid on television is that someone's 40th birthday mm-hmm. or 50th birthday and some asshole in the sitcom has put that many candles on the cake. Yeah, and it's like yeah, you're, you're yeah, cute. You're old, right? Uh, let's see. And the most common birth date basically is October 5th in the world. Yeah. Why? Go back. Uh-oh. Nine months, and oh, then the conception conception is New Year's Eve. Wow. Yeah. So a lot of people not using protection on New Year's Eve. Yeah. And the least <laughs> common birthday is May 22nd. Why? What happens nine months from May 22nd? It's I a dry know. day yeah. for everybody. <laughs> right. This is a very unromantic day. Right. So. Or a day when condoms are, you know, widely used. Yeah. Um, oh, I like that. Yeah. So there was uh, a couple of historical myths about birthdays, too. Okay. Uh, in general? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so it's good luck. In, 
is people are really superstitious about birthdays. I don't care if you like your birthday, don't like, or don't celebrate. There are superstitions all around it. At the very least, you're forced to reflect yeah. upon the year before and what you're going to be doing coming up. All right. It's common to have birthday spankings in some part of the U.S., mm-hmm. like Utah, where it's seen as good luck to lightly spank children on their birthday. Why? Why they pick out Utah? That's in a lot of places. Yeah, once for every year of their age. And the entire concept of, um, yeah, remember, it's like, yeah, it's supposed to be, like, when I saw it as a kid, it was, it it done, it was always friendly. It wasn't a real spank, it was like, you know, a pat. (laughs) It wasn't like they wound up and got a running start. There was a really cute thing that people started doing, I think it was in the 90s, at the birth, the kids' birthday parties. Just skip around the room? Skip around the room. Yeah, that's what we used to do at summer camp, skip around the room. Yeah, but I had not seen that as a kid. I only saw oh, it. Oh, really? Later. Yeah, yeah. The I first time I saw it at camp, I was like, this is great, because you, as a kid, it's fun, because you get to skip. Mm-hmm. But then you get to go around and see every, you know, see everyone, and everyone's like, yeah, skip around but the room. But I remember seeing the party, the kids trying to eat the cake, and they all start singing skip around the room, they put down the fork, and go, ah. <laughs> Skip around. It's like, there, really? Right? Yeah. Skip around this. They got the four R's. The four R's. Rehearse, record, rental, repair. 209-40th Street. Hashtag Okay, there are some really old school birthday traditions that okay. I don't think we really knew about. One is... You needed to appease your genius on your birthday. Who? My yeah. own genius? Or I have someone who's a genius? Okay. It wasn't the cake that traditionally gifts to one's genius on the birthday involved a more a fragrant, godly offering like wines, gar- garlands, flowers, or incense. Mm-hmm. Who's the genius? Uh, okay. Um, the Roman emperor tended to use the sword of worship to make themselves into cult figures after they died. People worshipped the genius of Emperor Augustus, oh, all over the Roman okay. Empire after he kicked yeah. the bucket. And still now. Yeah. So there is somebody, so the Greeks had their own way of um, doing this, where they had a poem devoted to somebody on their birthday. Um, so you have, like, somebody who you honor on your birthday, your genius. Huh. All right. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, there's another superstition. Um, a ghost might return stolen things. Okay. Um, contemporary Russians, rather like Germans, viewed as heinous bad luck or bad manners to wish someone happy birthday before the day itself, or celebrated a day early. Okay. Um, but there appears to be an interesting folkloric tradition, um, that indicates that Russian ghosts were traditionally viewed as pilferers who would take family possessions if somebody in the family misbehaved. Okay. And they return the item if properly placated on the week of the misbehaving person's birthday. That's interesting. Okay, so a little, you know, crowd control. Yes. Uh, Let's see. You're supposed to eat primroses on your birthday or deliberately bleed. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. For good luck, (laughs) yeah, you're supposed to eat a primrose or prick your finger and let drops of blood fall onto a handkerchief to keep, and you keep it all year. That's weird. Yeah. Happy birthday, you're going to get cut. <laughs> no, right. Um, and it's also... Let's Are primroses the small ones? I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I think so. Um, roses, by the way, are disgusting. If you've ever put a rose petal in your mouth, it's not... It's yeah, it's not, not good. No, it's not good. Um, another thing, a windy birthday means poor luck. Dying on your birthday means your soul has been saved. Also bad luck. 
<laughs> and it's seriously bad luck to give a birthday gift to a sick person because they're not, they're not likely to see the next one. Really? So if you don't get any gifts on your birthday, you're like, oh, man, that's it for me. Yeah. <laughs> they know. Yeah. Um, or, if, or if someone tries to give you a gift, the doctor rushes it. It's like, no, not worth it. Okay. There also <laughs> was a thing where when women were going into labor, they were, someone would bring a bag of a birthing bag full of charms. Okay. Yeah, so they'd have like a different little trinkets and different things for good luck in order to the, so the birth would go well because mm-hmm. you know people women died the babies died. In oh childbirth. yeah, it, it was, was a, one of the number one killers of women was that childbirth. Right, but one thing they would do, they would also recite palindromes. Is that calm the birth? Yeah, there would be like kind of a Latin phrase that was mm-hmm. also a palindrome, and it was supposed to, um, you know, kind of like calm and and also confuse and distract <laughs> be like what is that going on and yeah. it's just <laughs> take the pain but what did he say it made no real That's sense a clever turn of phrase yeah it confused both mother and baby until the birth was over <laughs> oh, <what is> that? <laughs> yeah. because the baby's paying attention to what's being said yeah isn't that something i never heard about that i hadn't heard about that either so they I have like nowadays amulets and different things they don't charms. um like, I don't have any kids, but a lot of my friends have. And it doesn't seem like anyone's tried to make it more pleasant for them mm-hmm. other than giving them, like, an epidural. Yeah. Like, I don't remember anyone saying that they were brought any gifts or that there was music or anything. Because we do, everything's very clinical. I think they just got a bill. Yeah, you yeah. get a bill, you get through it. I, they I know. kick you out right away. One of my friends, um, and she had the baby, and then the placenta wasn't quite coming out. Mm-hmm. So the nurse punched her in the stomach with both hands, like, came down full force unexpectedly, and it shot out. <laughs> like, like ectoplasm across the room. Yeah, but punched her. Like, you punched her, in the, I mean, and she was like, why, why? You know, oh why are you God. doing this? I would have kicked that nurse in the face. I know, I know, right? <laughs> but this was, this is like a really kind of a contemporary thing, and this is what they did. I never heard of that before. That's what they do? No, no, I don't know, no, I don't think they're oh, supposed okay. to. I think that this was an older nurse who was like... This is what we used to do. This is what we used to do. Um, it's not in the guidebook anymore, yeah. for obvious reasons, but Did it works. Did she smack your friend first and then do like, super old-fisted punch, wow. like, coming down, whoa, like a hammer onto her stomach. That's crazy. To get the placenta. And she probably didn't think anything about it. It was just kind of like, boom. Yeah. And then on to the next yeah. piece. Isn't oh, that man. terrible? Oh, that's awful. Right. But those were the, some things. But the palindromes and a birthing bag. So I've looked up here things for a ninth anniversary. Oh, so, okay. Oh, this is for a wedding, but you know, a podcast is sort of like a marriage. Yes. Of 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 uh, you know ideas and thoughts, humor. And, yes. And gold. Um, so traditional, and I love this like traditional, modern, and alternative modern. Um, traditional ninth anniversary is pottery and willow. Pottery and willow. Weird. Okay. The modern uh, ninth anniversary, they've dispensed with the willow. Mm-hmm. Simply pottery. Alternative modern is leather. And then the alternative jewelry is, and I think this is the one that you like, the lapis lazuli. Oh, yeah. I an love amethyst. That. Oh. Okay. Those so are that's good. for ninth. It's also a great opportunity to purchase a gift for your home, such as pottery. So I guess we should get something for the studio, some crockery, so. yeah. some ceramics. If you're going to do willow, it says, and I know this is something that we'll definitely be able to do easily, seek out a local wood carver craftsman. You know, the woodsman. As one does. The woodsman. And have him or her make a willow rocking chair, footstool, or corner table, or plant a willow tree in the backyard. But not anywhere near your pipes or your house. Please. Because they will, the the, um, roots from willow 
they will seize anything that has water. Oh, God, it loves, it. Willow loves water. Yeah, they yeah. can destroy all your pipes. So alternative modern material of leather is also good. They suggest uh, a vase or a vase if you don't have a lot of money. Uh, terracotta <laughs> pots, a local pottery class, ceramic jewelry, a personalized mug. It all began. Dot, dot, dot. That's yep. nice. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah, so a personalized mug. Um, it all began. It all began. Dot, dot, dot. August 30th, <laughs> 2010. Yeah. Tableware from Oneida, specifically. Um, ceramic gifts for the spirit. I don't know what that is. Oh, yeah, sorry. Ceramic gifts for the spirit. And then they say, a ceramic tribal mask for him. Who? What tribe? That's scary. What tribe? Yeah. Just any. <laughs> like Just any tribe. Who? Come on. Yeah. A, po- a potted bonsai. Uh, willow. Things made out of willow. Are a fine, fine leather jacket. Yeah. Fine ass jacket. <laughs> leather jewelry. And a journal and that kind of stuff. So those are the, the, the traditional, modern, and alternative uh, anniversary gifts. It's so weird. Those are the things that I would hear about when I was a kid. Like, mm-hmm. the first year you get this, the second year you get that. I didn't know it kept going. Yeah. Um, and who comes up with this stuff? I have no idea. I didn't know either. And um, when babies are born, usually, like, the the father, mm-hmm. whoever did not give birth um, in the relationship, should give a piece of jewelry. To those, the one who gave birth. The push ring. Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't heard about this until I moved up to New York. Yeah. That you get a ring, but you don't get it if you do a C-section, I heard. Oh, no. No, if you have a baby. Oh, it's just that you have a baby? You get a piece of jewelry. Okay, so the push ring is like if you push it out of your JJ. Mm. But if you you do the C-section method, I don't know if you get anything. No, I think it's just because (laughs) a baby came out of you, however it came out. However it comes out, wherever it comes out of you, you get a piece of jewelry. You're listening to Hey You Know It with Jaquetta Sotmari and Katie Casimir. We're telling you how it is and how it should be. The psychology behind wrapping paper. Okay. Okay, so you get so a gift bizarre. and it's wrapped. Yeah, right, now I, it's I hope fun. so. Well, sometimes somebody gives you a gift and it's not wrapped. No? What do you think about that? Um, how do you feel? I have never gotten a gift that wasn't at least concealed at first. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, wrapped and taped. Mm -hmm. But usually it's in a bag or it's in, you know, um, a sack of some kind. Mm -hmm. I've never had someone just be like, hey, there you go. Yeah. in their bare hand, a gift. All right, so, and I love wrapping paper. Okay, yeah. And I love a well-wrapped gift. Yes. And, but I'd like to add that I don't like to have too much tape on the gift. I don't want to wrestle my way into the gift. Right, you want it to be easy. Yeah. And the paper, I don't want to see cheap paper that... When you crease it, there's a line. Yeah. I don't want to yeah, see that. Anyway, so. Yes. So there's a, yeah, there's a lot of beauty in the wrapping paper and the, it, putting it together. That's kind of an art in it yeah. itself. Um, and the discovery of the item inside. Ooh, yeah. it's the postponing of that item, yeah, too. Yeah, like, What is inside this Especially if it's been paper. sitting around for a while or, you know, you're saving until the end of the meal or something. Yeah. Um, what does gift wrapping do for the recipient? Why? You're like. What does it do for me? Yeah. <laughs> What's in it for me? Is all this effort worth it for the recipient? For example, do recipients actually like gift wrap Why presents? Why do you keep calling us recipients? Okay. <laughs> recipient of the gift. Yes. Do recipients like a wrapped present? I mean, I More do. than unwrapped presents. If you I got, do? If you got the same present, one wrapped, one unwrapped, do you like it? The wrapped better? Yeah. Yeah. It's more yeah. fun. 
for some reason. So there was a study done. Great. Um, on recipients? To, yeah, to, on recipients uh, based on the hypothesis that um, gift-wrapped items influence the recipient to have more favorable, favorable attitude toward the gift. Yeah. Uh, so 45 university students were asked to evaluate four products in exchange for a free gift. Even though they thought they were evaluating the four products, they were actually evaluating the free gift they received in return for evaluating the four products. <laughs> okay. So they were like, oh, here's four products, and mm-hmm. when you're done, you get a gift. So ah, they were really okay. just throwing them off yeah, and just yeah, saying, yeah. what do you... But, I mean, I, I'm thinking about the. it's the same idea of, like, going to, like, a strip club or a mm-hmm. male review. Like, you want to see them take off the clothes. Yeah. You don't want to see them come out there butt-ass naked. Right. That's not exciting. Right, right, you know? right. So the gift was actually a sheepskin bicycle seat cover. That's weird. And, I know. And so for the... Exp- <laughs> well, I guess it's like kind of a unisex thing. A sheepskin bicycle cover is very specific. <laughs> but sure. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's unisex, but that's not... The, the gender piece is not the weird thing about it. Yeah, okay. In this experiment, half the subjects were given the bicycle cover in the manufacturer's plastic bag, mm-hmm. whilst the other half received the gift wrapped in blue and white paper with matching ribbon and bow. So the first one, they just threw it out of here. Yeah. The subjects were then asked to rate the gift on um, three nine-point scales, ranging from undesirable to desirable. Because everyone understands a base nine. Yeah, from bad to good (laughs) and from foolish to wise. Those test subjects who received the gift-wrapped bicycle seat cover gave the higher overall approval rating of Mm 7.14 than those received it unwrapped a 6.06. I mean, that's not a huge spread. I also think that's a really, like I was saying, that's a really specific gift. Mm -hmm. So I think a a better, um, maybe a better way to do it would be like a gift card, Mm -hmm. like an Amazon gift card or something. The one that's in like one of those really pretty boxes. that you open up, right. And then one not in the box. Because the the gift inside is neutral, $50 Mm -hmm. or $100. But I think a sheep, if someone gave me a a sheepskin bicycle, they'd be like, foolish. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, and then there was another experiment. 82 different university students received their bicycle seat cover, either wrapped or unwrapped. But this time, some students were led to believe that the gift was meant for them, while others thought it was meant for somebody else. <laughs> How? The recipients... I was going to give this to uh, to Bill, but I'll go ahead yeah. and give it to you, Ted. Those recipients who thought the gift was for them were happier with it when it was wrapped. Those who thought the gift was for someone else didn't care whether the gift was wrapped. I don't care. Yeah, mine for me. Yeah, and then... I they, didn't know how to ride a bike. There was another one about the quality of the... Of the bicycle seat again? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no. The, the qual- perceived quality of the wrapping paper itself... Okay. ...affected the subject's attitudes toward the gift. I like a, a piece of wrapping paper that you could get a paper cut from. I want to be serious. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Then this experiment had 60... Another 60 university students were given either wrapped, unwrapped, or non-traditionally wrapped gifts. Was like the bicycle seat? Cover thing again? Wrapped in brown packing paper. That's um, rude. With no ribbons or bows. Rude. That's is hopefully that's mailed to them, right? Mm, Yeah, I I don't know. Brown wrapping paper to me is like this should have postage on it. Right. Not surprisingly, the nicely wrapped gift was favorite, while the unwrapped gift was the least favorite. Even the plain brown paper wrap gift was preferred over the ones that was not wrapped at all. It was just thrown on the table, still had the tag on it. So why do we care about wrapping paper? Mm-hmm. Okay. Science so. will reveal all. Because um, usually gift wrapping is, is a visual signal that's associated with happy events in a person's life. 
gift wrapping, though um, repeatedly paired with joyous events in people's lives, has cues people to get into a happy mood mm-hmm. and, and in turn positively biases attitude. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's just, I mean, it's like with anything. Even if, so wrapping paper has such a strong effect on people that, what if you came back to your apartment and I, someone had just wrapped some things you already have? Yeah. Like, say you had a bottle of wine in the refrigerator. They take it out, wrap it nicely, put it in a nice bag, put it back in the refrigerator. But they feel like, that's not a gift, it's already yours. But it's still fun, right? Because it's wrapped. (laughs) It's still more fun. But you're like, who, what is this? And when you realize it's already yours. It's. But you've experienced joy. It's too late. You didn't know yeah, it was yours. But what about the huge disappointment and the fury when well, someone has come into your house? We're just talking about what happens with the wrapping paper. <laughs> we, we have a, that's a whole other experiment that, you know. Yeah. Does, how about what, what if the wrapping paper is like crap wrapping paper? <laughs> like a crap wrapping crap. job, you know? Oh, that's the worst. It doesn't match up. It's not, you know, f- the folds aren't right. You know, or like the tr- like guys just slap it together. <laughs> they've, they've just taken the wrapping paper and rolled it around yeah. something. Yeah, sure. Without tape and just give it to you. Yeah. Or, you know, there's they're testing these things and testing also what is the, um, uh, what if you know already what the gift is mm-hmm. and then you get it. You know. And Whether just, it's wrapped and it's not. wrapped. And no, it's wrapped. You know you're getting it and it's wrapped. I mean, how do you feel? So they're testing all these different variables. Who's doing this? Like American greeting cards? Like Hallmark? Who like, what knows? Uh, but... It's it's interesting because yeah, it cues you to be in a good mood. Yeah, I mean, I would I would hope so. Yeah. Um. There's, you know, it's very disappointing when something is wonderfully wrapped and then you get it, it's like a mug. Yeah. Oh yeah. Great. Or like you know a Bayberry candle. Mm-hmm. Yay. <laughs> but it's expertly wrapped. Yeah. So the disappointment piece, I think, could use some. That would be our experiment. We just wrap up shitty stuff that people already own yeah, and see how excited they get and then weigh that against their disappointment. When they realize it's not It's just like one sock. One of their own athletic socks. I know. Like not even one you were looking for. Mm. You know? (laughs) I think it's a sad gift. So I was thinking about some ways to commemorate as a corporation Mm -hmm. our anniversary. And I always like to look at to see what other corporations have done. So see, these are some of the worst commemorations ever. And some of these I think you'll remember. Mm-hmm. So in the 1980 Olympics, um, they were it was held in, in Moscow, and we boycotted. The U.S. Yes. boycotted. But then the next year, the, the USSR, because it still existed at that point, right? They boycotted. Mm-hmm. Um, so McDonald's in 1984 had an Olympic scratch-off giveaway called We Win, You Win. And you would get, like, a, one of those little scratch-off cards. You scratch off the ticket, and you could either get a free Big Mac, a large Coke, or a large order of fries at any McDonald's restaurant. And any time the U.S. won an event, you could take that scratch-off in. Oh, okay. And redeem okay. it for, okay. like, a Big Mac, a Coke, or a large fry, or whatever. And there was a whole commercial thing about it, and I remember it. Oh, that's awesome. So mm-hmm. whenever we had a gold... Yeah, and if you, your price yeah. correlated with Yeah, that, you go yeah. in. So, unfortunately, <laughs> in that year, because the USSR and a lot of Eastern European nations didn't compete in the games, we swept in the medals like crazy. The U.S. won 174 medals that oh, year, including out. 83 of them gold. So, people were every day, a couple of times a day, going to McDonald's. They lost a lot of money. 
um, people were really angry because you know they're franchises. Yeah, yeah. So the franchisees were like, we can't do this, and people got violent. They were like, I want my damn fry. Yeah, and yeah. And this kind of stuff. So we should not do that. <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> so don't do that. We should not do that. Um, there's another one with LG. And LG, uh, like, for some, for whatever reason in my mind, maybe because it's LG, it's a Korean company, they make great electronics, I would say, you know, how could they make a mistake mm-hmm. commemorating their anniversary? So they were going to do a new, what are they doing there? The idea, they were celebrating having things in the cloud. Remember uh-huh. when I was like, the cloud, the cloud? I don't use the cloud, but, you know. So they were going to send 100 balloons into the air, and inside each of the balloons had a coupon to get one of their brand new phones. Okay. So they invited people to this event. And for, for whatever reasons, the, the person who planned it, the idea was they would send these balloons up into the air. And then I guess people were going to wait until these balloons came back down, which makes no sense whatsoever. Because So... All right. All right. That's and not how balloons work. work. No, okay. That's not how balloons work, but... They didn't account for the fact that people would bring BB guns to the event. Oh, no. And then when the balloons were released, the crowd opened fire on the balloons. Oh, get out. To get these coupons. 20 people were injured by stray BB guns. No oh, one critically injured. Oh, my God. And oh then, God. Even to make it even better, one person, for some bizarre reason, they ended up not using it, brought a spear. Oh, <gasps> It was going to spear the, a balloon out of the sky. Get out. So this, this situ- whole thing was just... It, like just a corporate nightmare. It, but it, like from conception to execution, just it's all the, wrong. Just the idea that they were going to release balloons and then somehow outside. And then somehow people were going to get what was inside the balloon. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> in that area. In that, that area. area. But the people who bought the BB guns had the right idea, I guess. Yeah. Because they were probably thinking, oh, great, they're going to send up balloons. Like, how else are we going to get these balloons? Yeah. Unless we pop them. Yeah. So that was LG. So, I, again, we should not do that. We should probably no. not do that. And then the last one was American Airlines had, uh, and I remember people talking about it, it was a fly free for life. So in 1981, they were giving out special passes that you could purchase, for, um, and you would get free first class flights for life. Oh my All right, god. This is when the airline industry, remember the eighties, everyone they were broke. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the no one was flying. There all kinds of stuff was going on. So they it was two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to fly first class free for life. And then you could buy a companion ticket for hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So they were thinking only like, you know, uh who's the guy, the Oracle from Omaha? Like, super rich CEOs and heads of industries mm-hmm. um, would get these, right? Yeah. And they were like, it's not going to be a big seller. But much of their chagrin, um, celebrities, investors, people, like, took out loans, <laughs> got their money together, and bought... Because that's a great deal for yeah. the rest of your life. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're absolutely. still flying free. So, so lawsuit winners, like, people who had, you know, big gains or, like, a mm-hmm. land, uh, windfall, and then lottery winners, everyone who could went out and bought these tickets. And then in addition to getting free free flights for life, they also got points every time they oh, flew. Oh, get out. Um, and so they lost a lot of money. And they tried to investigate the people to see if anyone was using them unnecessarily. And they weren't. Everybody was within the... Within the guidelines. Within the they guidelines. Don't wanna, they don't want to lose this. But, but yeah. that's... So $250,000 at that time... It's $250,000. Now it's like $700,000. 
is the amount it would be be worth in like today's mm-hmm. money. But to fly first class anywhere in the world for the rest of your life? Oh my god. Yeah. So there are people still flying. So we should probably also not do that. No, we shouldn't do that. Our podcast is always free anyway. That's right. You yeah. fly for free on our <laughs> podcast. Nike Air. Uh, yeah. And you also have to, to drive the plane yourself. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. What do you have? Since we're getting older, are we getting more mature, Jaquetta? No. I hope not. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> so, but here, just in case, here is 25 signs of maturity. <laughs> just in case. Is, it, is it anything to do with crow's feet? Mm. Well, there's... Do you think there's a certain age which maturity sets in? Could it be 20, 40, 70? Uh, I, w- I think it's in your your late 30s. Okay. Or at least then you just start to realize, like, fuck it. Well, some younger people are more mature. Yeah. Some older people are childish. True. But I feel, I feel oh. like that's a late 30s. If you're... By if that you're time... Yeah, you're getting mature. Yeah, you're getting yeah. mature. Although I still hear some 30s, like mid-30s plus people going, I'm adulting. You've been doing that for like 15 years, bro. Yeah. I, 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 that's one term I don't like at all, adulting. I don't know. What is it supposed to mean? It's like, kind of like, I still am a kid, but I do adult things. No, you're adulting. not. No. If you're doing adult things, guess what? You're an adult. You're an adult. Some people are adult when they're 14. Yeah. 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 No. All right. Um, so, I'm not sure we can all be mature in every situation, as the author says. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm um, pretty sure most of us have been guilty of at least one of these negative behaviors at least once in our lives. That being said, by considering these 25 telltale signs, perhaps we could be more aware of interludes in our whiny adolescent self rears its immature head. Okay. Okay, so this is how to realize, actually, if you are mature or not. This is a hard one because depending on who you are and what kind of culture you grew up in and what kind of family culture and community culture you grew up in, you may have been mature for a very, very long yeah. time. Like, not everybody gets to be, you know, happy-go-lucky bro. Yeah. <laughs> until they're 30. Yeah. You know, when they realize, like, oh, I guess I better grow up. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know? And then when they're like, oh, yeah, I'm really behind in the growing up thing. Can I have a loan? Or give me money, parents. <laughs> I'm yeah. in this growing up thing. Yeah. Yeah. I need to juice this thing. Yeah. All right, so what are the so you, traits? When you, the traits of maturity are realizing how much you don't know. Oh, shit. That's been... Then I've been mature for a very, yeah. very long time. Listening more and talking less. Mm. Not me. Yeah. Being aware and considerate of others as opposed to being self-absorbed, self-centered, and inconsiderate. Well, I don't have time for other people. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm, I have... You know, being mature means pretending, uh, looking convincingly as if you're listening to people. Mm-hmm. But you're not. Yeah. You're thinking about yourself. Uh, not taking everything personally, getting easily offended, or feeling the need to defend, prove, or make excuses for yourself. I do that all the time. I still get offended, but then I just don't even care to try to defend yeah. myself. You know, I'm just yeah. like, whatever. Get offended and then just fizzles off. Yeah, into I'm like, you know what, they didn't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. Um, let's see. Taking responsibility for your own health and happiness, not relying on others to fix you. I don't, I think some people never... Uh, stop doing that. Yeah. You know? I mean, I definitely know older people who are still waiting for everyone to do things for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Doing good deeds even though there's nothing in it for you other than knowing you helped being selfless. Well, that is something for you, though. Yeah. Because you you feel, you're like, man, I'm awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I totally helped this blind person across the street and then I gave a homeless guy some food and then I gave a young person a piece of advice. I rock. Yeah. And then you're like walking around straight. Yeah. Nobody knows why. No one knows why. 
Uh, respecting another's point of view, belief, or way of life without judgment, not insisting you're right or belittling another, or using profanity. I do half of that. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> Sharing your good fortune with others. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, every, everyone I know does that. Otherwise, they wouldn't be people I would spend time with. How about this? Being able to turn the other cheek without wishing harm on another. Oh, no, I don't I do a that. Hard time. Hard I, time. Not only do I not turn the other cheek... But I, 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 that's when I wish I had, like, you know, evil powers to curse somebody, mm-hmm. put a hex on somebody. I know, right? <laughs> and I sometimes I'm like, you know, I'll just throw this hex out there just in case. Don't even believe in it, but you never know. Maybe yeah. they do. Right. <laughs> and there you go. And there you go. Think, I curse you. Thinking before acting and having good manners, not going off half-cocked to lashing out or being rude. I don't know. I don't I can't stop myself sometimes. My favorite term is going off half-cocked. half-cocked. <laughs> that's <laughs> great. Yeah. Half-cocked. Uh realizing that which does not work in your life and making an effort to do something different. That's a hard That's one. That's a hard one. That's a, because you want to keep it, make, you want to be like, it's got to work. <laughs> it's got, it's going to work this Eventually. time. You know what? Because this time is different. Yeah. But I would just like to say, oh, we make the half cocked. Half cocked is prepared. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're almost there. Yeah. You know. Uh, no one's ever complained about someone being full cocked. Uh, making sacrifices for the good of others without resentment. Oh, if you would, if you had said without, if you'd left off that last two words, I would have been like, oh yeah, I make sacrifices for people, but I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. Sometimes I'm like, you, you know what? what? I'm really tired. Yeah, I'm really, <laughs> and you know what? You better do something good for me. Yeah, in the future, I'm around. I'm I'm famous for saying like, mm, no problem. I remember that. Yeah, remember. <laughs> I will things, remember yeah. that. Uh, standing up for fairness and justice for yourself and others, and choosing to do the right thing. Okay, it's really sometimes. That doesn't always come from a good place for me, though. Sometimes no. I'm doing it and I'm being an asshole about it. Yeah. You know, I'm standing up for people because I want to, like, stick it to someone else. Right, but standing <laughs> up, but how far do you go with it? Like, I'm standing up for fairness and justice until I... Over here. Yeah, until it gets too hot out. And then I gotta, I'm gotta. i not going to protest <laughs> yes. anymore because it's hot. Until it doesn't affect me anymore. Yeah, <laughs> my thing, I'm fine. It's not I, fair. I know it's not fair for you, but I'm fine. So. I, I have to say that the the one thing that has stopped me from standing up to be getting into more fights, like not mm-hmm. physical, but like verbal altercations, is headphones. Because I, I'm listening to other things and I don't realize how stupid and annoying everyone is. Mm-hmm. Because when I was younger, I used to just hear something and I would be like, that's it. Who said that shit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I would like have a worry with someone in the in the line for bagels, right? right. Because they were rude. But now I don't even pay attention. Yeah, to you people. don't even hear it now. Yeah, I don't anymore. even hear it. Yeah, having humility and laughing at yourself. We've always Again. laughed at ourselves. I mean, what's well, funnier than me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, finding joy in the success of someone else, not envy or criticism. Mm. Yeah. I'm more of a Schadenfreude type. Yeah. But I ha- here's one thing I have noticed as I've gotten older is that when I am not jealous of someone who is doing something, I realize that that was something that I wasn't interested in doing. Yeah. So there are things I used to do in the past, yeah. especially like entertainment stuff, that I was like, oh. And I see other people doing it. I'm like, oh, great. Good for them. And then I'm like, wait, yeah. I guess I didn't give a shit about that then. Otherwise, I'd be angry yeah. and I, jealous. I, when someone else is really successful and they're an asshole. That makes me upset. That makes me upset. Because I feel like that's just what's wrong. With yeah. the world. Yeah. But if it's someone who, I, I, I like it when there's someone who they're not that talented or not that great, but they're like a really cool person and they're doing well. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, yeah, that that's piece, good. Yeah, that piece is terrible, but she's awesome and good for her. Yeah. Yeah, I really generally don't, 
I'm happy for other people who are successful. It yeah. just is that small percentage of, yes, you know. those dicks that you're like, why are you getting all the shine? Yeah. And then you're hoping, then the schadenfreude part of me is just waiting. And then I look how unfair it is, how other people have yeah. such bad, you know, hands dealt to them. And this schmuck is running around, you know. Com- yeah. Chilling. Yeah. That makes me feel bad about the, the world yeah. in general. So I have some, because so, it's nine so it's our ninth uh, birthday. Mm-hmm. So I've, I found out some things, different cultures, how they feel about the number nine. Number nine is the number, uh, it's sacred. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a number of completion and fulfillment, a symbol of wisdom and good leadership. I mean, if that's not how you know no, it. That, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what is. Yes. Yeah, the number of heaven. Oh. I didn't know that. And, and Hinduism nine is the number of Brahma, the creator. The Pythagoreans, however. Oh, because they were down with 10. They thought 9 was just giving a short shrift. Oh, really? Just one less. They did not like 9. They called it the Enid. Don't know why. Don't know what that means. They say it was unlucky. One short of 10. No. Yeah. In uh, the Chinese New Year, the ninth day is the birthday of the Jade Emperor. Okay. Uh, the Jade Emperor is the supreme god worshipped by Taoists, rules heaven and earth. It's an auspicious number because the number 9 in, uh, I'm assuming this is Mandarin, uh, is sounds like the word for long lasting. Oh, but in Japan, totally unlucky. The word, the pronunciation of the word nine sounds like the word for pain. Yeah. Well, we're not going to focus on that. Yeah. So a nine, solid. They talk about the polygons, things that have happened. On, uh, when multiplied by nine, when multiplied, nine always reproduces itself. I always thought that was the coolest thing in math. So nine times any number. So like nine times three. Is twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. Two plus seven equals nine. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it always ends up being so. Nine. Two times nine is eighteen. One plus eight is nine. nine. I always thought that was cool. Uh, the that's ter- weird. You never. No, I never noticed that. that. I no. mean, there's probably cooler things for other numbers, but for some reason, I always thought that was cool, yeah. and it was an easy way for me to remember if I was doing my times table correctly. That's cool. If I knew that, I'd be distracted. I was just playing with those numbers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the tarot card nine is the hermit. Ah. The hermit symbolizes self-examination and reflection and shows willingness to seek advice. But if it's reversed, it is stubbornness and the refusal to listen to advice on advice, which is an amazing segment yes. that we do on the show. Uh, the main uh, numerology, um, which you know a little bit about numerology, yeah. right? So they go from one to nine. That's uh-huh. really their concern. Uh, and there's a nine-year cycle. So we are at the, for numerology, we're at the end of the, of the end. first cycle of hiking. Heike oh, one. Wow. This, okay, so then next year is a new chapter. Yeah, it starts again as ten. Interesting, because usually right. when things start or stop, like there is a lot of energy and like it, things get stronger. Is that so, happening? Sorry, ninth year is super so strong. We yeah. get huge next Sorry, year. Blow up. Um, so numerology b- numerologists believe every person is at all times in a personal year somewhere in the cycle. So I don't know where we are in the mm-hmm. one to nine cycle personally. Um, so yeah, there are a bunch of other things I found out about nine. Um, and this one, this is what I really wanted to get to. So there's a lot of myths around the number nine and parsley. So they say in England, there was a superstition that parsley went to the devil nine times before it started to sprout. For this reason, it is not appropriate to give parsley as a gift and it's unlucky uh, because it's considered unlucky for anyone to receive a gift that has been to the devil that many times. What do you mean it went to the devil? 
So, all right, so then I had to look into this because I, that was a superstition I hadn't heard about before of parsley going to the devil. So, essentially, uh, they're saying that parsley is a very difficult thing to grow. Okay. It has to go, in the mythology, back and forth to the devil nine times before it sprouts. And they say that parsley um, has been used to bring on pregnancies, mm-hmm. to eliminate pregnancies, Ooh. like throughout history. Parsley is also um, grows uh, best in an area where women are strongest. So, like, if you're in a, a relation, a male-female relationship, and the woman is stronger, parsley will grow strongest in that area. No kidding. Well, <laughs> that's what they said. and there were a lot of other. But I don't know what going to the devil means. Like, it has to. It, pars- I'm imagining honestly, like a sprig of parsley going up to the devil. Like, hey, <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. Oh, here, here it is. Um, parsley has always been associated with magical powers in a lot of countries, and and it's seen as an evil plant despite its usefulness in the kitchen. I love parsley. I love parsley too. The curly one, yeah. the flat Italian mm-hmm. one. I think it's great. In ancient Greece, it symbolized death, and graves were strewn with parsley. Wow! Because it's been not, it's all it's also served with meat to calm the spirit of the slaughtered animal. Parsley can take a long time to germinate, and because of that, it is said it had to visit the devil nine times before the seeds sprouted. So it go, like the seed is like goes to visit the devil. Mm-hmm. It says, it's like, on. yo, help me out. Seriously, I'll be back eight more times. And if you're like, no. brave enough to grow parsley in your garden, it will grow best where the female uh, is more powerful than the male. And if you're sowing parsley, the only day it can be done is not throw the immortal soul of the gardener into serious risks on Good Friday when Satan has no jurisdiction over the soil. What? Yeah. That's what it says. Oh, my God. I have to look into parsley more. This is So this is the woman who wrote this did her research. So she says she's of Eastern European heritage. And that's where she found out about these these ideas. And she looked more into it. And there's a Dictionary of Superstitions by uh, Iona Opie and Moira Tatum that has more information about this parsley and other things as well. So she looked up some quotes throughout time, and it says, yeah, parsley is an uncanny herb. It goes to the devil nine times and very often forgets to come back again. Uh, parsley is a seed that takes a long time to germinate because it goes to hell and back mm. before it sprouts. So I think that's the idea. Like, oh, okay. the, idea like, the phrase going to hell and back. It goes through a lot. It goes through a lot. In order to sprout. Okay. Um, it's someone in 1912, there's a quote, I never transplant parsley. It's the worst thing you can do. You sew some on a bed and let it grow there, and that's all right. But if you dig it up and go for a transplant and take it, someone in your family will die. Or in the family of the place where you're transplanting the parsley to. Where parsley grows in the garden, the missus is the master. Where the missus is the master, the parsley grows faster. (laughs) If a young woman sows parsley seeds, she will have a child. Um, When a woman wants a baby, she should go out and plant some parsley. Parsley is believed to prevent pregnancy and is sometimes eaten in a salad by young married women who don't want to get knocked up. Knocked up my own. That doesn't say knocked up here. And if you want to bring on your period, it says, put a sprig of parsley inside the vagina for 12 hours. Well. And in 24 hours, the period should start. I think this is an, uh, what do they call it, an abortificent. Okay. I think that's how it's being used. But that's... Uh, ancient knowledge. Fascinating. Right? So if you want to terminate a pregnancy, or if you want to become pregnant, mm-hmm. parsley. Wow. Nine and so times. that's probably, they link it with the, if it is 
The devil. The yeah, right. Because it's female. Mm-hmm. Yeah, female power. Also mm-hmm. getting you know, uh, female power in the sense of I controlling my own reproductive right, right, system. Right, 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 right. Interesting though. That's really nine interesting. times parsley. So, so we'd like to thank all of you. Um, thank you. We can't have the show without you. Thank you, listeners. We'd like to thank all of our guests. Mm-hmm. Cinema Cinema for um, the awesome music. Yeah, intro for and helping us with the music. Uh, and also, I'd like to thank you for being co-host. And I'd like to thank you. And we'll thank our listeners yes, for staying again, with us. Yes, listeners, you are, like, number one and our guests, too. Yeah. So, thank you. It'd be hard to have a podcast without listeners. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at stitcher.com and at heyyouknowit.com. Thanks. Uh, three ways to reverse your biological age. <laughs> what is my biological age? Um, 25 <laughs> signs of maturity. Mm-hmm. I think you say 25. And then, I, <laughs> and then there's <laughs> uh, things you never knew about birthday celebrations. Um, <laughs> things you didn't. Everything you always wanted to know about birthday celebrations, but were too chicken shit to ask. I know. The psychology <laughs> behind wrapping paper. Who wrote that? Brought to you by wrapping <laughs> paper. paper. And why birthday celebrations make people anxious. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay.